0: Welcome to the Bowhunter Podcast, your home for all things bow hunting related. Now, here's your host, Jan Segato. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Bowhunter Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started, there's a couple things I want to mention. Number one is the digital campfire. In case you haven't heard about it yet on one of my previous episodes, now's the time. The Digital Campfire is a community of hunters that have came together and started something outside the norms of social media. The most valuable asset to the Digital Campfire is the weekly live call. The weekly live call takes place on Wednesday nights, and it's an awesome place to link up with other hunters from around the United States. In every call, we talk about a series of topics that the community has came together throughout the week to come up with. Outside of the live call, there's a forum to interact and engage with other members. This isn't your typical like and comment engagement. This is real valuable engagement, first-hand experiences from other hunters. I highly, highly recommend that you go check it out. You can either get with me online, Facebook, Instagram, or through the website, and I'll get you set up, or you can simply go to jointhecampfire.com. If you choose to go to jointhecampfire.com, enter the promo code BWHNTR when you sign up, And I'll send you a free bow hunter decal. The other thing I wanted to talk about was Hunt Reminder. Hunt Reminder is just what it sounds like. It's a website where you go, you find the state, you find the species, and sign up. You'll get email and text reminders about when it's time to apply for tags for that species in that state. If you're anything like me, that sometimes slips your mind. And this is a super useful tool to keep you on track. Just go to HuntReminder.com and check it out. And if you do decide to sign up, use the promo code BWHNTR and you'll get one free hunt reminder. And even for the ones you don't get free, they're only $0.99 for that reminder for that year. So let's say you sign up for Whitetail in Illinois. When the application period opens, you'll get a reminder before, during, and before it ends. And it's only $0.99. You can't beat that for a friendly reminder. In today's episode, we head over to Pennsylvania where we sit down with Joseph Bowen of Fuel Hunt. This episode is jam-packed with takeaways. We talk about putting in the work and sacrifices to achieve goals in the field and just in life in general. We also talk about stepping outside of your comfort zone. I think you're going to like this one. All right. I appreciate you being on and taking the time to do the interview with me. Tell me a little bit more about Fuel Hunt, how that came about, how you know your story leading up to that, and the, some things that you're involved in.
1: Uh, so, My name's Joey. I'm a co-founder of the lifestyle brand Few Will Hunt. Um, My cousin Drew and I uh, own and operate uh, the brand. And we founded it about two years ago uh, with a simple but not easy mission uh, to restore the dignity of hard work. Um, We provide uh, first-class tools um, to the members of our community. Those tools are pretty wide in range, Um, first of which would be um, our content on social media, which we call tactical content uh, for a reason. We really aim to have the content rewire your mind to uh, help you embrace um, discomfort and face adversity and and get through tough times, Um, all things that you need on um, your journey, whatever your journey may be. Uh, you know, whether in, you're um, chasing a buck in the field or you're um, chasing a promotion in the office, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Um, in addition to the content, we also offer um, premium apparel uh, to the members of our community. Um, the apparel really speaks our mantra. Everybody wants to eat, but few will hunt. And um, the final thing that we provide is a uh, online platform. Uh, for goal setting and habit building, and uh, that's called Daily Attack Plan.
0: That's great, man. I've been following you guys for quite a while now on uh, social media, and you know, it really grabbed my attention—not just your logo, but your message. Uh, it speaks speaks volumes, you know. Just the slogan: "Many want to eat, but few will hunt." And mm-hmm. I think that's—it's just like you said—we um, can take that in its most literal format of you know going out and hunting. And we can take it into its more metaphoric format and, uh, look at it from just any perspective of life and how, if you really want to go get something, or excuse me, if you really want something, you're going to have to go out and get it. Oh, um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Part of that, and whether it be bow hunting, uh, or any aspect of life is just going to have to be, uh, overcoming obstacles and, uh, stepping outside your comfort zone and things of that nature. And so that's some of the things I'd like to talk about today how are we going to reach these goals? How are we going to define success? And what's it going to take to get there? Let's just start off by talking about like what success is and how we measure success. Cause I think that could be subjective for each individual person.
1: It is, it is. And you know, it's, I think success is, it's a sliding scale, or at least it should be, if you're doing it right. Um, it should evolve over time. You know, and everybody will define it, I think, differently at different points um, in their life. You know, I think uh, for me in the probably past decade uh, of my life, I've looked at it as um, really two questions that I ask myself to determine if I'm being, quote unquote, successful. You know, the first is when nobody else is watching. Absolutely. Am I keeping the promises that I've made to myself? Am I exhibiting my true character? If I can say yes to that, um, I know I'm on the road. Right. You know. And then the uh, the second question would be: Am I inspiring others to do this? That's really the linchpin. If I can say yes to that too, then I know for that present moment in time, I'm being successful.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. you know, just, just based on those two things, that first one really has a lot to do with integrity and um doing doing what you uh have set yourself up to do when even when no one else is watching. Because it, mm-hmm. you know it's easy when you have when you feel like you're being held accountable. Um, mm-hmm. let's just use like a uh a team sport, for example. Um or better yet, let's stay relevant and use uh bow hunting, for example. If I'm you know, let's say I'm going to go do some target practice and, uh, shoot some arrows. If I'm in a group of people, I'm probably going to spend more time. I'm probably going to, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. It's going Mm -hmm. to be easier for me to spend more time, uh, doing what I came to do rather than if I'm by myself, because if I'm by myself, uh, I've got that easy out, you know, all I've got to do is convince myself, Hey, you know what? You did enough. You're good for the day. Sure. And no one's there to hold me accountable. So I think being able to overcome that obstacle of, you know, basically convincing yourself that you've met your goal when you haven't, that's that's a huge obstacle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. If I'm with, uh, you know, my father and my uncles, uh, I'm going to probably throw more arrows into the target, right? Than right. if I was, um, you know, by myself. And I think that Um, that's what drew and I tried to create with, you know, the fuel hunt community, a community of like-minded individuals that are going to, you know, support each other to push beyond what their little voice inside tells them is the limit. You know, like the easy out that you you mentioned, that's really that little voice inside of you saying, like, you know what, bag it, you did enough for the day. Um, but the magic, you know, all the things you need for a, a fulfilled life, they all lie behind that that limit outside of your comfort zone.
0: Absolutely. You know. And I think that's uh something I've really kind of always kept in the back of my mind and I've been in a couple positions in life and my career where I could share it with others and kind of be an influence it is just the simple fact of uh we're people that like safety. We're people that like comfort. So we set ourselves mm-hmm. up in this box, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to get out of the box because outside the box is, we don't know what's outside the box. And outside the box seems dangerous and it seems uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But in reality, yeah. all the greatest things are going to be outside the box. And Absol- absolutely. With that, though, there will be failure outside of the box. And I think that's very important to take note of.
1: Oh, re- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, uh, if you're not failing, uh, you're not doing it right. I mean, Drew and I have had uh, you know numerous failures in the past two years with Fuel Hunt and predating that. Um, man, if I had a nickel for every time I failed, just in life generally, um, serious or minor, um, I'd be a very rich man. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think acknowledging that failure is okay and mistakes are okay as long as you're detached enough to learn from them is a very important point to make.
0: Very important. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to failure, that's how you learn. And mm-hmm. that's that's the point I was going to make is I try to keep this thought in the back of my mind. And it's really kind of a motto, I guess. It's I don't lose. I either win or I learn. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can just approach more things with that mindset – you will be able to take a lot more away from the table whenever you experience failure.
1: I I think so. I think that, um, you know, I, I, abide by that, that same saying, I add one little thing to it and that is to, I don't let go of the losing. And what I mean by that is like the learning after I fail, the learning is the thing that's always forefront in my mind but I always make sure that I keep the pain of the loss Absolutely. in the back of my mind because yeah. that puts that little that little chip on your shoulder. Something that's just enough to to dominate next time. Absolutely,
0: you know? yeah. And along with failure, I think we need to also recognize that uh, sacrifices a lot of the times have to be made.
1: <sighs> oh man, yeah, so, definitely.
0: You know, we set goals, and, and there's different, um, and I'm sure you have your own method uh, in your program. Mm-hmm in your, in your app, there's different ways to set goals. You know, you can put a time, time on it you, or a date, if you will, you know, you can, uh, and I'm sure the more specific you are, the more likely you're probably going to meet your goal. If you set very mm-hmm. vague goals, then I guess you could kind of say, well, I kind of got there
1: that inner voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, but to get there in any case it involves sacrifice and that could, come from all different angles you know even if it's just sleep or time um, Mm -hmm. you know because there's many nights uh i stay up and i work on a a t-shirt design or a podcast episode and i'm like Mm -hmm. man i could have been in bed like two hours ago (laughs) i know that feeling but i I have goals set and i think in order to do or in order to meet these goals uh, it's important to you know lose a little sleep or You know, things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. If your goals are big enough and they have a strong purpose behind them, they're like a magnet. They're just going to pull you through all that tough stuff, all the sacrifice, you know, all the pain, all the adversity. Right. And, you know, speaking about sacrifice, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I personally believe that, you know, your level of sacrifice is directly proportional to the level of success you will have. And again, define success however you want to define it, in the field, in the gym, at home, in the office, wherever you are, it's directly proportional. And like you said, it starts with sacrificing your free time. But then you get to a point where you're sacrificing things that are mean much more and are harder to sacrifice like your pro like your pride your security you know what i mean absolutely
0: Um, i mean just this podcast is a perfect example of that because i've wanted to do a podcast for five years at least and i couldn't get over that hurdle of i guess you could call it my pride um or i guess it was more of a fear of rejection sure and um since i've started it and you know just meeting different people in each episode and meeting different people on social media and getting feedback when you get a uh message from someone you don't even know and they say hey i really love that episode thanks for bringing that content you're like why haven't i done this already
1: oh absolutely absolutely well by, by the way you're doing a killer job so please keep going um with the project
0: you're doing really a killer job i really appreciate it
1: man yeah i think it's uh, i think it's the you know the fear aspect you know, uh, our, our, our brains are still very primal. And, uh, the the inner voice wants to convince you, um, that you're entering a zone where you're going to get mauled by a bear, uh, or something like that. But it's, it's not that serious. Um,
0: you know, one thing I didn't put in our notes and I want to bring up is patience.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Because, um, a lot of times we can really jump the gun, um, and prematurely do things and hunting is a perfect example uh, especially for a new hunter you know you you really need to nail down the basics um before you ever step into a a real life hunting situation and not only for yourself because you're going to regret doing that but also for the wildlife that you may wound and not actually harvest and Mm -hmm. i think a, a lot of this premature uh You know, whatever you want to call it, it, what it comes from is the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm sure everybody's heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. It's 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 a thing that can really get you into trouble in life, yeah. And in any aspect, you know, you want to be involved in things that you aren't involved in, and you may not be prepared for those things, and so you jump the gun, and now you're like, wow, why did I do this? So, um. You just need yeah. to have patience, persistence, and really make sure that you're ready. And a lot of times it takes a somebody else in your life, whether it be a coach, let's say a tr- personal trainer at the gym, or whether it be a friend or family member, especially if you're younger uh, in a hunting aspect. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I go by the three, the three Ps, patience, persistence, and passion, those mm-hmm. three things. You, you want to do something great, you got to mix those things up together, patience being the most important one um we talk about it at at fuel hunt HQ all the time that um you know do something truly great usually takes about 10 years and that's that's not a popular opinion um nowadays in our uh, we kind of live in an instant microwave it yes short shortcut society um and that's uh, you know when when Drew and I founded fuel hunt that was one of um our biggest drives we wanted it to be the the antidote to that shortcut society everybody's looking for the life hack you know the shortcut the silver bullet you know the truth is not much has changed you know over our existence things take time and you need to be patient and you need to apply consistent hard work over time to get results
0: yes sir i actually needed to hear that myself this morning (laughs) you know yeah because i mean i find myself measuring my success against the success of someone who has been doing it for 10 years. And every time you do that, every single time you do that, you're going to be upset about it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, man, like life is such a balancing act. Um, It's one of those things where uh, in some sense it's good to do that because it helps you redefine your goal and sometimes even helps you make your goal bigger, which then it's a bigger magnet to pull you forward. But if you don't balance it properly, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, uh, if you don't balance it properly, properly, you excuse me, you get immersed in kind of the negative. Why am I not as far as I should be? You know, yeah. what's this person have that I don't have? And that is just, you know, that type of thinking is just a straight thief to your potential. You
0: Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. Steals,
1: away, steals away everything that um, you could potentially achieve.
0: So let's kind of bring this conversation back around to you, Joey, and mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about uh, you know how you got started hunting and how how you went from that to all the way and you know obviously we want the cleft notes but all yeah, the way sure. up to uh, turning this into fuel hunt.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, good thing is they're they're tightly related. Um, so uh, I am a bow hunter. Um, I believe I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and I believe we have something in common and that's, uh, the fact that we picked up bow hunting, uh, late, um, in our twenties.
0: Yes. Uh, correct
1: me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I don't regret, uh, much in life. Um, really not much at all, but I, I often wonder if I picked up hunting earlier, um, in life, uh, um, you know, maybe in my teens as a youth, right. uh, went out my father, how much wiser I'd be. Uh, today because it's been uh so valuable to me
0: um yeah it's one of those things um experience just just time in the woods and time behind the draw it, it there's nothing that can replace it i mean for uh, sure I, and i'm trying to bring this content to drive people to do that yeah. it's not going. this isn't going to replace actually going out there and doing it neither will uh a uh, uh, bow hunting show neither will social media posts neither will um i mean you name it go online and read an article or pick up a magazine none of that stuff is going to replace you putting in the work oh absolutely and so you know the challenge you and i faced picking it up in our late 20s is we we had a big learning curve right there Mm -hmm. just going into it and i've only got you know five five and a half years um from the first time i picked up a bow mm-hmm. but i've kind of jam-packed that knowledge jar as full as i can same same so and i'm still yeah. continuing to learn and that's part of this process that i'm going through now with the podcast is it's all about perspectives you know um it's all about you can do something uh, 500 times and someone else could do something one time, and you're going to learn from that. You're
1: going to learn from it, absolutely. Sure.
0: Okay. So, sorry to interrupt sure. you. Go ahead and continue.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. So, um, yeah, so we, you know, we have that in common. I picked it up uh, later in life. I'm a a, a, a city kid, really. Um, I'm uh, from Philadelphia. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know about Philadelphia is we have uh, one of the largest urban park systems. In okay. the U.S., so uh, my interesting dichotomy is that uh, I spent a lot of time on the asphalt as a kid. Yep. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I also um, spent a lot of time in the woods. I love being in the woods. M- my family has a rich hunting heritage, um, or really a rich heritage in the outdoors, so not just as hunters, but as just woodsmen in general, right? Um, so that was always there for me, and I spent a lot of time in the woods as a kid, but I didn't end up picking up a bow until, you know, my mid-20s, and it was my father's hand-me-down PSE from the early 90s, Um, and, uh, you know, nowadays, it looks like a behemoth uh, compared to these, um, you know, the short bows that they're making nowadays, but I still shoot the same bow.
0: Oh, I'm the same way. I got a hand-me-down bow. It's probably over 20 years old now, but... (laughs) Yeah, the deer haven't changed, man.
1: <laughs> no, this you know what? that's such an important point. Um, sometimes I get caught up in the oh, man, I'm gonna go out get this real nice bow, it's Matthews It's gonna be great, right? And my dad says, "Why?" And it has nothing to do with the pride that he probably has with me shooting his old bow. But he always says, "Your bow kills deer. Why would you bother?" Right. You know what I mean? Shoot, shoot your bow. So, um, I think
0: it's just our culture, you know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tying this into fuel hunt. So, um, I actually have a cabin, um, in upstate, uh, Pennsylvania, in, um, about an hour, um, north of the Pocono mountains, uh, where we hunt. And, um, I have a little bit of land, but it backs up, um, onto, um, a few hundred acres of conservation ground, um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, at the cabin uh there's a lot of camaraderie and um you know uh, we used to gather around the table at night and uh before we ate and hopefully it was something that we harvested you know right. that day but if it wasn't <laughs> uh before we ate um you know we had sayings and and one of those sayings would be everybody wants to eat but fuel hunt That's and awesome. um i kind of adopted it as like a personal mantra of mine when i started um bow hunting and I kind of kept it in my back pocket for you know five years or so. And uh, one day I was coming home from the office. I was speaking with my cousin Drew on the phone, and you know quite honestly, we were just venting to each other about you know the entitlement that we were seeing in our in our offices. Yes. And uh, I said, you know, it's it's like that saying, everybody wants to eat, but few will hunt. And there was silence on the phone, and Drew said. We should put that on a shirt. And when he says that, you listen, because he's a um, very ta- talented executive in the apparel industry. huh. Uh, so I rushed home, designed the shirt, gave it to Drew. Drew put it in production that night. And two years later, here we are, you know, thousands of uh, shirts um, sold, uh, thousands of members living the mantra in our, you know, Fuel Hunt community. And, you know, him and I are immensely grateful um, for each and every one of them.
0: That is an awesome story. You know, um, as soon as I, I don't even remember how long ago it was. Uh, I know a couple years, but as soon as I saw your logo and your slogan, it hit me. I mean, I loved it from the instant I read it, it. And the great thing about it is you don't need to say more than that. (laughs) you know and it, and it applies to so many different things
1: yeah oh yeah i mean my you know the the fuel hunt community is so diverse um you know we have um not only hunters we have uh students doctors um personal trainers folks battling chronic illness folks battling terminal illnesses um we have folks worldwide, you know, it's not just in the United States or on the East coast. It's so humbling to see the community grow as it has over the past two years. And I think a lot of it has to do with the strength of, of our mantra and how applicable it is to, you know, a lot of different facets in life.
0: Well, man, I really appreciate you sharing that story and, uh, uh, you guys got huge things ahead of you still to come. I'm sure of that. So appreciate um, that. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Sure, sure. You can join uh, the Fuel Hunt community by following us
1: on Instagram at Fuel Hunt. If you're not on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, all those other social channels. But you can also check us out at FuelHunt.com. And on our website, there's a link to our online platform. Uh, for goal setting, habit building, and resilience training. And that's at dailyattackplan.com.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show and sharing that. I really appreciate it. I'm very grateful for the
1: opportunity to be on the show. I had a blast. And, uh, you know, maybe we can do it again in the future.
0: For sure, man. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe. For more information and show notes. Head on over to BWHNTR.com.